Tennessee versus Missouri. Missouri has six losses. Tennessee has five. Missouri winning four out of their last five. Kobe Brown, I expect him to come in here. I expect them to have a big game. What I also expect, I expect a bounce-back game from Tennessee. Having said that, are we confident in this team? Are we confident enough in them, I should say, to believe that they're going to go out there tomorrow and win the game? We're not talking spreads. Just win the game. Because the spread at this point, it's out of the question. Yeah, I haven't even looked at the spread. I don't know if it's out yet. I'm sure it is. I'm not going to. Yeah, it doesn't even matter to me. Um, I'm really optimistic. I think that I'm going to go ahead and assume Josiah's out tomorrow. I heard he was in a walking boot today before uh, practice. He's not playing tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, he's out. So um, that that means there's a lineup change. And, I mean, that could give us something to be excited about if it looks really good. You know what I mean? Not that we're wishing on Josiah's downfall or anything. But it, it's just something to give the fans something to be excited about. For instance, Kentucky – uh, their fans were real down in the dumps. TJ would know more about it. And then they had a lineup change that Ken Palm said was really good, and that's kind of what's turned their season around. So maybe we could have the same type of effect. Like a new spark. That's Correct. So I was actually talking with John Dunn, one of our weekly guests here, and one of the things that I brought up to him was why not just burn some red shirts? I'm like, what if these guys that you have the red shirts on, what if they are the guys – that can create that spark. What if those are the guys that can come in, get you a bucket, drive to the lane, get to the foul line, you know, B.J. Edwards. What if he comes in and he is that missing piece as a backup point guard that you need and maybe mold into your starting point guard with his ability because we all know he has the ability to do it. And we've all seen the film of him going toe-to-toe with Kennedy Chandler and B.J. essentially ate his lunch. Well, I can tell you right now, D.J. Jefferson would be a spark. Just watching that kid on the bench, he cares. He truly cares, and he hasn't played a minute all year. He's a red shirt. If we put DJ Jefferson in the game, that kid's going to play his butt off. Mm-hmm. Freddie's going to play his butt off. And BJ is 1,000% going to play his butt off. Agreed. 100%. Matthew? Yeah, my thing is, when it comes to burning the red shirts, I, we are, we know the answer to the question. Rick Barnes is not going to do it. He's just going to wait till next season, play him, and then... If they, if they even make it next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. My thing is, like, if you're going to bring these players in early, why even bring them in early if you're not going to play them? Like, there's no reason... The second time it's happened. There's no reason in hell that he should be bringing these players in early and then doing nothing with them. So, basically, they're just essentially walk-ons at this point because the walk-ons play as much as they do, which is uh, They're playing zero. more. Uh, actually, yes. They are playing one more minute than five-star recruits are right now. Right. Like, they're getting the same amount of minutes as I am right now. Yes. I'm doing as much as Freddie Delone is on the basketball court, and that's watching the game. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at with the team. And... You know, the reason that I say this is because, you know, we talked about Will Wade and what he said in his podcast uh, either last week or the week before about how you have to build a team to win that year. You can no longer build a program because when you try to start building a program what Rick Barnes, like what Rick Barnes has done, you are going to lose guys. They're going to go to the transfer portal. You know, they're going to transfer down, maybe make a lateral move. But that's what gets me is if B.J. Edwards decides at the end of this year, well, guess what? I'm not going to play. I'm not going to get to play here. I know that I have the ability to make it to the next level. I'm going to go somewhere that will get me to the next level. Maybe a Wake Forest or maybe some team, you know, it's in your top ten right now. They see potential in him. It's like, hey, listen, 
I know that we were recruiting you, you know, last year or whenever it was. We know you didn't sign with us then. Now's your chance to come over here and make something out of it. You know, Drew Pember and a lot of those guys, they had to transfer down. But Drew Pember, um, I really just want to know what happened. And and I know we've brought this up before, but it's really only a matter of time before that Bobby Mays pipeline is just absolutely gone. The Catholic High School pipeline, the Bobby Mays pipeline, you know, that's not something that you can just bring over some crumble cookies to and make it all better. Right. I mean, you've already burned through two players in the past two seasons, and not a one of them have really seen the floor. Tomba never saw the floor. I mean, B.J. Edwards has probably a total of what? 12 minutes this year? Probably. And Huntley Hatfield is a Bobby Mays guy. And he's out. Here's the other offers wow. that B.J. Edwards had. He has he had Auburn. Florida. Florida. Georgetown. Georgia. Seton Hall. South Carolina. Vanderbilt. Virginia Tech and Wake Forest. I can I can see him going to Seton Hall with, uh, what, what's the new coach's name? Uh, Rasheed Holloman that was at St. Peter's. Yes. I can see him going there. I can see him going, because you can't transfer, you, you can't transfer in conference. You can. Right? You can? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can see him going anywhere of these ten places that offer them besides us. Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. I mean, Wake Forest is always great at making point guards. They are, and I mean, Chris Paul, prime yes. example. But you know, another thing to know with that Bobby Mays pipeline, guess who also has a tie to Bobby Mays? Bruce Pearl. Mm. Bobby Mays playing under Bruce Pearl. Mm. That's why that Auburn pipeline is there. Mm-hmm. And of course. Everyone wants to mention Steve Forbes. Pipeline's right there. Bobby Mays can get you where you want to be. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird because we're like we we should be asking these questions that we are like today and yesterday about who the leader is on this team. That should have been happening back in October. Yeah. yeah, or like what we're doing as a team. Like these questions are things you should be doing in the preseason. In the summer. Not right now. Not in the middle of SEC play. Not with seven games left. Not with seven games left. That is the last place you want to be, is finding out who your leader is. I thought about this a lot today, and um, I just wanted to pose you all this question. Is there anything that can happen tomorrow evening that could get you a little bit excited about this team? No. I think that the – If we win by 100. <laughs> I mean, I think that yeah. might be it. Uh, just the one thing for me, I think, would just be a lineup change. We just need a little bit of a spark. That's that's all. I, I mean, well, I think that the only thing is going to sway my opinion is if we, you know, got Alabama coming up. Yeah, yep. we, yeah, we beat Bama. If you beat Bama and you beat them decisively, then I might start to regain some confidence. If you go seven and zero in the next seven games, we're going to have confidence. Yeah, yeah, I'll have confidence then because it tells me as a team, okay, well, you know, we made we've had bad losses besides Arizona. Every time we lost, it was like what in like what the bottom or below the top forty, outside the top forty in net ranking or something. Yeah, Vanderbilt was the worst loss at forty nine. Yeah, um, Kentucky I think was forty or excuse me, Florida was forty, and I can't remember where Colorado and Florida are. Um, but of course, Vandy it was considered a quote unquote quad one loss, but uh, it's Vanderbilt, right? I mean, come on. Oh, because it was a road game. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's quad one go all the way up to seventy five on the road. Yes, yeah. and at home it's 50. 50, yeah. yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Advanced analytics. Yeah, they matter <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Phil is up first. What do you say, Philly? 
Jake the Snake. Billy. How you Matthew and Bryson doing? Living the dream, talking some ball, talking realistic ball. I know. Well, I mean, I waited 30 minutes so the last show, and then I look, it sounds like W is uh, finally seen the light, but Barry is not seeing it yet. Bah! Bah! <laughs> I'll tell you right now, there ain't no damn chance against Alabama next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Put that in your pop and smoke it. Put that in your pop and smoke it, W. They're, they're going to come in here like they did last time they come to Knoxville. They pretty much dominated the last time they come to Knoxville. Remember that? Lead us like a government mule, Phil. <laughs> and tomorrow, I, I don't know. I don't know how we're a 13 point favorite. It made no sense to me. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Wait, you said 13 point favorite? I thought I saw on my phone. Is that true? <laughs> You're breaking the news to us. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, uh, there's something going wrong. Well, good Y'all God, take Missouri to cover. Thirteen point favorite. When is Vegas going to learn, Phil? I mean, I guess what Auburn we were a nine point favorite. I think nine and a half. I'm pretty yeah. sure the over under before the game started it was at like one thirty four yeah. or something like that. Yeah. We didn't even reach a hundred points. Yeah, we didn't even reach well, 90. That offense is beautiful, you know. <laughs> I mean, Phil, if you want to succeed in this year of college basketball, the best way to do it is run and gun. One or two passes, find an open man, get the ball up, take the shot. The more chances you give yourself, Phil, the more chance you have, the more you're setting yourself up to win ball games because that's the more shots you're putting up, that's the more points that are going on the board. Yeah, and most teams play five – five guards at the minimum and we don't we don't you know what no i mean we don't play at all i mean we were just talking about we need to burn some red shirts because if freddie buckets can go out there and get you a bucket it's literally in his nickname you need to burn that red shirt bj edwards i don't know if he's red shirted or not but yeah give me somebody's church barn go ahead and play the guy i mean i mean what do you got to lose i mean that's what we're saying phil is like that might be the spark this team needs some new blood a new spark I mean, you got three talented freshmen over there on the bench, and you're not playing them. Yeah, not only that, if you start playing them, these guys that are been starting will see they're going to have to up their damn game. That you know, what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying, Phil. And I mean, we were just talking, you know, a few minutes ago about Will Wade. What he said: you can't build a program anymore, Phil. You've ju- you've got to build a team that can win that year. Hmm. So Will Wade's down in Chattanooga, right? I don't know what Will Wade's doing right now. I think he's. I think he lives in Chattanooga now. Uh, he, he might actually. He did like when's his time the show, there. When, when's the show calls uh, over with? You know. I don't know, but I'd like to get him. I'd love to have Will Wade. You know what? Either him, Nate Oates. I mean, the thing is, you can go get Nate Oates right now at a discounted price. That's the big thing with him is you could get him right now, dirt cheap. Yeah, you got to pay a million, $20 million to get rid of Barnes, don't you? I make the call the Haslam's. <laughs> Somebody. Uh, you think they care enough about basketball to do that? Absolutely not. No. Well, actually, I did see something. He, I think Haslam is going to buy the Mavs owners, or sorry, the Timberwolves owners stock. The Timberwolves or something today. Oh, so they're going to focus all their effort on the NBA. Yeah, by the Timberwolves. Well, a garbage franchise is getting a a sack of garbage. 
Is this the same? Is this the same one old Cleveland Browns are going to do this? Yes. <laughs> oh Lord. I'm glad they're screwing up pro ball instead of. I mean, now we kind of got halfway got them out of the UT athletic department. Now we're doing a little bit better, you know. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, once you got them out of there, things all of a sudden just magically got better. But guys, the key tomorrow is uh, take the ball to Kobe Brown and get him in foul trouble. Uh, that's the key. I don't know if Rick. I know Rick Barnes will try that, but it will be as successful or not. That's going to be the difference maker. And the thing is, Julian Phillips is the one that's getting to the line more than anybody. But in order to get him to the line, you got to get him the ball and make him drive to the paint. You know, that's who they ought to put put on Kobe Brown now. And just got me a wild put Julian Phillips on Kobe Brown. And let him be himself. Let him go out there and play Julian Phillips basketball, not Rick Barnes basketball. Let him play Julian Phillips basketball. What do we think the starting lineup is tomorrow? Uh, probably... Did uh, you bring Euros back? Yeah, I think you. I would love that. I think we need that spark. I don't think we should play him more than ten minutes, but I think TBA needs that tomorrow. Just put Euros out there. Just put yeah. him out there and create a spark. Well, I know Missouri don't play. Uh, they play almost like four guards, and then you got Kobe Brown. So I don't know how Euros is going to match up. Well, I am interested in that matchup. I don't. I'm. I'm sure Josiah would have guarded him if he was going to play tomorrow. But with a six-eight guard. I mean, that's putting a lot on Julian. Well, it is, but athletically, Julian Phillips is probably the best athlete on the roster. Absolutely. Yeah. This time, he's five stars. Time to show it. I agree. Put him out there. Put put BJ out there. Put DeLone out there. Put uh, L. Burnett, uh, DJ's uh, red shirt. <laughs> I want to go to the tournament and do some damage. I don't want to be uh, limp our way in an NCAA and get eliminated in the first round. You. <laughs> Be looking like Mick Foley after he fell off hell in a cell, Phil. Just a big old fat slob just going through the Spanish announce table. I remember the last show was criticizing me in Utah for telling the truth about UT basketball. I mean, what's going on? I mean, y'all know? Well, Phil, there's uh, one one way to just describe it. Bah! Bah! Well, I like you guys. Y'all, we got to go out and drink a beer sometime, you know? Now, we can do that. Yeah. We can put them back. Tyson's intelligent, and Matthew's, uh, he knows what he's doing, and he's got that great accent on top of that. So, and I know Jake Flex from Campbell County. I mean, good Lord, you know, there'll be all kinds of alcohol flowing, you know? Uh, I can put them back, Phil. I'm sure you can. I'm going to get off here. Hope somebody calls in and. Uh, Let's let's beat Missouri. Missouri, they said he mean the damn SEC. There you go. Appreciate the phone call, Phil. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio on the way. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. We owe this guy some time from last night. We had to cut him off because we had a guest coming on. Jason in Georgia is next. What do you say, Jason? What do you say, Jake Snake? Jason. Oh, that's my I, that's my Philly impression. Sorry. I thought it was Philly a thousand percent. How you, Matthew and Bryson doing? You doing all right, boys? <laughs> that's, 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 that's my limited fake Philly right there. 
<clears throat> one of these days I'm going to call the drive and be like, what's that, W? You know, and then see what happens. Oh, I did a full-blown monologue. We were on a Call of Duty chat last night, and I did a full-blown Philly monologue. <laughs> Anything that was spoken, it was done in the Phil voice. <laughs> Man, he is the absolute best. Oh, he's oh Knoxville God. Sports Radio call-in goat. Oh, of all time. Good grief. Well, y'all are my lifeline. You know, I live down here in South Georgia, and y'all are just my lifeline to Knoxville sports. So I just appreciate y'all <clears throat> holding it down on a Friday night. But, uh, man, I, the question was asked, what's our starting lineup going to look like tomorrow night? Anybody have a, a clue at all? Well, Bryson had an idea of what it could be. I personally would like to see uh, Zakai um, – I'm in between Key and Viscovi. I just really want to see a big change. So I would I would honestly pick Key at the two with the way he came off Vanderbilt. Maybe he's hot. Julian at the three. Olivier four. And then Euros or Awaka at the five. I mean, we need a spark and we need change, obviously. And so I'm not uh, opposed to putting Viscovi on the bench if we have to. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just worried that, like, of course, Missouri has nothing to lose. And I just think they're just going to come out here and try to punch us in the mouth and just and see how we respond. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be anxious to see how we respond to that first punch. Um, yeah. I, I just I I don't understand how how we can shoot the ball as poorly as we do. It just boggles my mind. And I mean, obviously the you know. The, the pressure he puts on everybody to play defense. I mean, you know, you you don't have legs, and as, you know, as a shooter, you got to have legs. And I just, I'm with y'all. I think we need to burn some red shirts and just put some fresh guys out there and see what happens. I mean, it can't be any worse. I mean, what do you have to I mean, lose at this point? They're obviously yeah. they're fresh, so they're not going to be as fatigued right. as some of the other guys that have been playing. You know, in Zakai Ziegler's case, the whole damn game. Right, every game. Yeah. And, uh, look, B.J. Edwards cannot be that bad to not get any run at all. Have you ever seen the video of him versus Kennedy Chandler one-on-one when they were playing AAU ball? I have not. I need you to look that up when you get off this phone call because you will see how good of a player he actually is. You'll be shocked. Uh, good grief. I mean, uh, I mean, did he get worked or what? Uh, Kennedy Chandler got worked by B.J. Yeah. Great. Be very upset. And, yeah, and he's sitting. <laughs> actually, don't don't watch that video. Yeah, actually, for the love of God, don't watch that video. If you want to have a, if you want to still have a laptop or a, a phone that works, don't watch the video. Oh, good grief! And Jason, I, I was just, thinking about this yesterday. Does this, um, does this team give you major 2000, 2001 Jerry Green vibes? Well, the way the season oh. has started to oh, wow. tamper down. Wow. That's a really, really good comparison. It's it's a scary comparison because we all yeah. know what happened after that. Exactly. If you don't like what I'm saying, go to Kmart. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I still don't know what it means. Help me out, Jason. What did that even mean? Like this yeah, happened have, 22 I years ago, and I still don't know what it means. You're right. I I still don't know. But that was the quote. That was the quote. Hmm. Uh, well, I just I hope that we come out tomorrow and you know I, hey i like i like your idea of 
letting Key run out there first. I mean, he's the only hot hand that we got, and he was 6 of 12. I just want to see us attack the rim at least one game this year. And this would be a great game to do that. And we got the guy to do it. Phillips, man, give the ball to Phillips and let him be who he is. I just don't understand the range that Barnes has on these guys. They come in here, they're freakish athletes, and he just puts a saddle and, 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 and the reins on them. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And to your point earlier, we're going to lose a bunch of those cats. And, you know, Will, Will Wade is right, regardless of what, you know, anybody thinks of him. He's correct. You're not building a program, you're building a season. And yeah. I, I just, I don't know, I'm frustrated with the whole thing. I hope that we can turn it around tomorrow and see what happens. But <laughs> Philly's right. We ain't winning next Wednesday night. <laughs> I'll just go and tell you that right now. We ain't going to win. We ain't winning next <laughs> Bet the farm on Bama because whatever the spread is, it ain't going to be enough. I'll just tell you that. So, anyway, you boys have a great Friday night, and uh, go balls. We'll see you. Appreciate the phone call, Jason. (laughs) Would you say – here's a comparison. Okay. Would you say that five-star athletes, they're – I guess – I don't know how to exactly phrase this, but it's like a firework, you know – you have all the buildup to when they get here, and then when they right. get here, you know, it pops. The firework pops at the top. And all it does is just plummet back down to the earth. Dude, that's what everybody that we've ever tried to get in here. I mean, you look at the hype around Euros when he transferred here and he wasn't eligible immediately, and everyone's piping him up. Free Euros, free Euros, free Euros. Yeah, we thought he was going to be here. The next coming of, like, Adrenus Sabonis or something like that. <laughs> Like, I mean, we thought we had the next Jokic on our hand, basically. I mean, essentially, that's what we thought we had. And we a just seven-footer? Have, we just have a watered-down Michael Oluwakandi. <laughs> There's a name for you, people. A Michael Oluwakandi <laughs> reference has been made. Did not expect to hear that name when I walked out of my house. Goodness. I mean, it's just like all these guys that we get in here, everybody's like, oh, we're so hyped for Like, Julian Phillips, I mean, I'm still hyped that we have Julian Phillips, but it's like, damn, like, this is what this is what five stars are doing now? It's like, I guess it's because, I guess, Rick Barnes has him on this half a centimeter leash to where anything he does wrong, it's basically just uh, you, you, you kick to the couch or the curb. I mean, essentially, and then Bryson, you and I brought this up a while back. You know, when you come to Tennessee, if you're a five-star athlete, you're a lottery pick. You're not going to be a lottery pick by the time you leave here. It pains me to say that I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, in what in the last what twelve years? I mean, the only one that really was Tobias Harris. And I mean, I mean that was Bruce Pearl. Guy. Yeah, that was Bruce Pearl. Yeah. So I mean, who who we had in the lottery since then besides Keon and Jaden? I mean, they, I mean, were they lottery? No. I don't think they were. No, they were like twenty one and something else. I know. Did Jaden uh, fall to the second round? I think. I'm pretty sure he did. did. Yeah, I think he did. So, I've been thinking about this, too, a lot, because that's what I do. I think about Tennessee basketball, especially when I'm frustrated. But feel sorry for your mind. (laughs) So, at what point do we ask ourselves, are now these five stars coming because strictly because of Barnes, or are they coming because Barnes has taken this Tennessee brand to the next level? It's all about brand right now. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. And so, it... Yeah, you're you're basically watching... 
the next level of AAU basketball is right. what you're watching. I feel like that's a good way to put it. And so then the the people who are like, well, Barnes brought these guys here. We've never done that. I agree. But that's not to say somebody else can't do it. We're not getting these guys just because of Barnes at this point. There's a brand to this. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, that, look at Alabama football. I mean, Nick Saban made that brand. Yeah. And, I mean, like, if you look at history, like uh, – Dallas Cowboys, for example. Yeah, Dallas – like, um, what's, like, another college where, like, they're historically – like, UCLA. Yeah. They yeah. haven't been – they haven't won a national championship since Kareem. And, I mean, they haven't made a Final Four – they made a Final Four like a couple years ago. They did. But before that, I couldn't remember the last time. I oh, think Kevin Jordan, Love. Jordan, or yeah, he was on there, and then yeah. I think Jordan Farmar was yes. before that. Yeah. So like, UCLA is like, they're historically one of the great. Uh, they're a perennial power yes. in basketball. Yeah. And what we're saying, like, they have the brand, but they're not always the best. I mean, you're seeing that now with Duke and North Carolina. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the brand is there. Yeah, the brand is certainly there. I mean, look at what Duke brought in last year when Coach K retired. Two, three, and four. The top ten came to Duke last mm-hmm. year. Krzyzewski wasn't even there. And that's my point. Exactly. The is, brand is still the there. The brand is here. Yes. I don't think it matters who's coaching. No, I mean, you look at football. Obviously, you said Alabama. And I think Tennessee's starting to hopefully make their way back into that argument. But, you know, as of late, the G, the A, the Paw, and the O. Of both those really, Ohio State and Oregon. Yeah, the M. The M. Yeah. Those are your perennial football powers. Michigan, not Memphis. Uh, the, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, they're one of the first four teams out in the latest bracketology report. Yes. I mean, if you think Memphis is getting a eight seed or more this year, you just. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. They uh, Memphis could not even be in the tournament. They may be in the not in the tournament. tournament. Yes. In the NIT. To finish 69th in the nation. Yes. Nice. But, I mean, that's another thing, too, is, like, you know, people don't want to play in the NIT anymore. That's the equivalent of not making a New Year's Six Bowl (laughs) in college football. If there's any part of you that has any pro potential at all, you're not playing in that tournament. What are you going to do? Go go home and tell your mom you won the NIT? Hey, Mom, we finished 69th in the nation. That's basically winning the loser's bracket. Essentially. Essentially. And then there's the other one. I mean, it's for more smaller schools, well, the CIT. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. A couple of schools have declined in much to that one. <laughs> yeah. Because you want to, you go to, you want to, if you play college basketball, you want to go to March Madness. Simple. Yes. That's it, the ultimate goal. You no, know, Yeah. It's the only thing you want to do. Doesn't matter if you're a 16 seed or a 1 seed. Yeah, you know, I wish I wouldn't have brought up the AAU comment a few minutes ago because now that's all I've been thinking about. That's been going through my head ever since I've said it, because it really does seem like you're basically just forming a new AAU team every year. It's like, okay, well, this guy's going to this team now, so we got to go out and we got to find somebody else. Who's going to replace them? Okay, well, this guy, he's getting old enough. He can play in this age group. Okay, we can put him here. That, I mean, that's really what it feels like to me. It feels like we're watching just a more organized and profitable version of AAU. Back to Memphis real quick, because this has been on my mind. How much could they use Boogie Ellis this year? who's arguably a top-five player in the country. I mean, that kid is cold. I watched him last night against Oregon. And oh, for USC? Yeah. Yeah, I got him in – I got. I was thinking about Damian Ball for some reason. Him too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him too. I mean, 
I mean, let's be honest here. Is it is the, are these players getting run out of Memphis by Penny, or because I mean, let's be honest here. He isn't a great coach by anything. He's an AAU coach. Yes. Yeah, and that's what the game's coming to. And that's back yes. to your AAU comment. I mean, yes. maybe the game. Yeah, the game's past Rick Barnes. This is not. This is not what it used to be. Yes. This is no secret. This is an AAU landscape in college basketball. I mean, you see the players Memphis are getting in. Mikey Williams, all these like four or five. I think mean, I think they got one five star maybe, mm-hmm. but it's a bunch of high four stars. I mean. But he's not doing anything with the talent, man. Right, yes, right, right. That's the thing. And all I hear about is, oh, Penny's got NBA experience as a player, not as a coach. Just because you played the game does not mean you will be a good coach. There's examples of guys that have been, you know, decent players and some great players that went on to be good head coaches. There's a lot more examples of someone becoming a bad coach. Yes, yeah, so oh. like Larry Bird is like the first name that comes to my name with a great player. But he was a good coach, too. And granted, I know that it's at the FCS level, but uh, you can't argue Dion did well at yes. Jackson State. Yeah. Yes. And we'll see what he does this year at Colorado. I mean, is Penny – is Dion Sanders the Penny Hardaway of college football? A great uh, no, that almost be giving Penny too much credit. That would – yeah. I think you're doing I, I mean, a disservice I, to I Dion. But I, I mean that. on yeah. the recruiting side. Yeah. Not the, the recruiting side. Because, I mean, he flipped the number one – Defense or number one player in the nation and the one defensive back two years in a row. Two years in a row. Yes, he's done that. And I mean, that's thing is, obviously, Dion's a great recruiter. I mean, it's easy for him to walk into a living room because everybody knows who Dion is. Yeah, who prime time is when he is he sitting there with the guy and his parents. Those parents know who Dion is. And Dion, know. Dion knows what it takes to get to the next level. Yeah, because that guy's going to put in the work. Yes. And that's why, you know, we look at Colorado, it's like, well, this is a major jump from that. It's like, but what if he can make it work? Right. What if he does make it work? Because he's not going to have to deal with USC and UCLA, which, granted, UCLA's football program is mid, but he's not going to have to deal with them anymore. Yeah, when, when did they join? When 2024. They, okay, they joined 20, okay, so they joined the same year. Yeah, the Texas. entire landscape has changed in 2024. I guess Memphis is going to be in the Power Five now. They'll still be in the American. They won't move, you don't think? Nobody wants them. Yeah, I'm saying nobody wants them, but like all these little mid-majors, are like, you don't think they'll move up? If Memphis wants to become relevant, well, they can't do this because they'd kill uh, football unless they went independent in football but went Big East and everything else. That's the yeah. only way that Memphis can get back to relevancy. Yeah. Because you're not going to do it in the American. No. I would love to see Memphis in the Big East Basketball Conference. That would be even more entertaining. Big East basketball. Was Big East basketball is great. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Every Big night East, of the week. Big East basketball, when it was, what, Syracuse and UConn had, what, that oh, seven the, overtime game? That game was insane. Well, I mean, that's the thing is the old Big East basketball was phenomenal. Yes. I mean, it could not be beat. And now you still have the quote-unquote Big East, but it's not it's the down. Big East. Yeah, it's watered-down Big East. But, I mean, it's still great basketball being played mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, basically what it was is – Everyone that was in the Big East either went to a Power Five or they went to the American, mm-hmm. and then the new Big East just has the logo in the name. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what it is. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Final segment, hour number one. I'm not joked. Mm. All good. 
NBA player Cam Thomas has been fined $40,000 by the NBA for quote-unquote homophobic remarks. Matthew, would you like to read the quote? Uh, yeah, I'll get it pulled up right now. And you will not get in trouble. Sure, I hope so. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've said the same thing on air. Like, it and pause basically mean the same thing, and we say pause a lot. He said basically they were talking, they were interviewing him post-game, and Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie made the comment that he had to bring the good looks back to Brooklyn. Yeah. And Cam Thomas, and I quote, it's not me saying it's Cam Thomas, we already had gooking guys, no homo. That's what the NBA fined him $40,000 for because he said no homo. Okay, but they had no problem with LeBron James dropping an F-bomb on live television. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you're going to find someone for saying that, you have to find someone for violating live television FCC rights. violations. Yes. You, you can't find one person. they got to pay those fines. Yeah, you can't find one person and then not find another person for doing, I wouldn't say the same thing, but breaking a rule. Right. And he brought up his rookie contract. He's still on his rookie contract. $40,000 yeah. is steep. Yes. That's, not, that, That's he, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. He feels that. He feels that. Yeah, like, somebody like LeBron James doesn't d- feel doesn't 40000 feel that, no. Somebody like him, that might eat up his entire next paycheck. Yes, I think I think Pat Bev was talking about this. How his first paycheck in the NBA was eleven thousand dollars, and to him that was great because he never seen that much money yes, in his life. Exactly. So like when you when you're finding people forty thousand dollars, I understand today's time you have to be professional in your workplace and whatnot. But you should base it. There should be a basis of the amount you get fined is a certain percentage of your contract. Because if you're gonna find LeBron. And Cam Thomas, like Kevin Durant and Giannis, the same amount, you can't do that. It has to be a certain percentage, I feel like. Yeah. Because 40000 to players on rookie deals, rookie deals, vet minimums, or like small contracts, they feel that a lot more than higher, play, play, higher paid players. Yeah, it's like if you find Kevin Durant, you find LeBron James, uh, Kyrie Irving, that. Staff, Clay. They're not going to feel They're that. not going to feel anything, no. He's on a. Ten year, excuse me, four year, ten million dollar contracts. He's making what, like two point four? Two and a half a year. Yeah, yeah, two and a half a year. After yeah. taxes, probably about one point two. I mean, probably yeah. He keeps about what forty five percent of his earnings. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, he's feeling forty thousand dollars. That's just. Oh, I forgot they have a state income tax up there. Uh huh. Ooh. Is there any uh, like, I don't know the word protest? Like, can you or appeal? Can you appeal fines in the NBA? Y'all know if that's you the can thing? appeal technical fouls. I know you can appeal those fines for technical fouls. I don't think you can uh, appeal fines that go against the like, I guess the name, image, and likeness of the NBA. Wow, that's. I hope the Players Association sticks up for them. I would hope so. I, I mean, I sure would hope so because I mean. We all understand he didn't. I mean, mean they're it. just as woke as anybody. I mean, he yeah. didn't mean it in a derogatory way, but people no. didn't take it that way. Wait, that's a phrase I feel like it's commonly used today. I mean, people say "pause" literally. What well, means the same thing? Yeah, I mean, there's there's NBA players in press conferences and they say "pause" after something. A college player did it like a year ago or something. But they didn't use the correct wording. He had to be PC. It wasn't even derogatory in the way he said it. Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, guys, Jason in Georgia just tweeted at me. He said, I'm going to drive to Knoxville and fight you three for making me watch that Kennedy Chandler BJ Edwards <laughs> video. Cage match. <laughs> Hell in a cell. Let's do it. Tag team. I'll be Mick Foley. Throw me off the top. <laughs> the uh, Spanish announce table. You Rikishi getting thrown into. What do you get thrown into? Like a truck bed uh, full of hay. Yeah, a mulch or something. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rikishi. Is he, he hasn't passed away, has he? Oh, no. No, he hasn't. He's still delivering the stink face. Yeah. So, make you feel any better, Jason. I also watched it as we were talking about it. And now, we've earned Jason. We've earned Bryson. Goodness. Goodness. Hmm. But, you know, jumping back to the NBA for a second, you know, have you ever seen some of the weird rules that the NBA has? Do you know there's a no straw rule? Because Karan Butler would chew on six straws in an entire game. So you can't you can't have a straw on the bench? Period. He was chewing them like while he was on the court. Oh, I guess it's a choking hazard. Yeah. So they implemented the no straw rule. Yeah, that's a choking hazard, yeah. Dwight Howard liked to pass gas. They have a rule, it's called the no farting rule. Do you know that? What the hell? <laughs> During games, that's how. He, that's what he did. You tell me you can't fart during nope. an NBA game. Nope. So, so what, what do you do? You have to go. You have to pull a Paul Pierce and hit the back locker room and then come back out. Either that or have trap gas. Ah, Which requires almost an emergency room visit. Yes. <laughs> There's a couple of weird rules, of course. The Dennis Rodman, you know, wanting to wear number 69. You can't wear number 69 in the NBA. Nice. What are some other ones that I'm missing? I'll look them up. That was about to do the same thing. Have you ever seen there was a story, the Minneapolis Lakers, the team plane almost crashed. And all of them survived, luckily. I guess the plane did crash. But they all survived. And there is an emergency draft rule, if anything like that were to ever happen. So basically, they would hold a draft the day after it happened, and I think you only get to protect, like, three players from your team. Oh, yeah, I know that, yeah. Here's a rule, the no-shatter rule. During a match, if a player dunks the ball hard enough to where they shatter the backboard, the point is not counted, and the player in question receives a technical foul. Basically the shack rule. Never mind that that player had no idea they were going to break the backboard. I mean, that's like uh, Jerome Lane from UCLA. We brought UCLA up. When he shattered the backboard like 30 seconds into the game, there was nothing he could do about that. And it wasn't even a tomahawk jam. It wasn't really anything more than a normal dunk. He just went up with one hand, dunked the ball, backboard shatters. I think the last one I ever saw might have been 2010 Oklahoma's playing. Tiny Gallon was the guy's name. Obviously, he was not tiny. He shattered the backboard on what was supposed to be a breakaway rim. Tennessee's had the goal brought down on them before. Yeah. Did you all know that? Nebraska. Jason DeRusso. Tennessee traveled to Nebraska. Thaddeus Holden was on that team. Dane Bradshaw was on that team. DeRusso goes up, just brings the house down. Like, the entire stanchion just collapsed. Oh, okay, so this load management, I'm reading up on these rules. Okay. 
So, says the NBA has done many things to ensure their players' safety, and some of them died. The NBA made the rule allowing players to rest more. Uh, it is mandatory for players to have at least 18 free days per season. I don't know if that free day means a game, or like they they can't practice. They don't practice anyway. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like these guys don't even practice anymore, and that was one of the things that got brought up on inside the NBA. Uh, Kenny Smith actually brought it up. You know, the one thing you have to realize is these kids, none of like the majority of these guys have never had a real job. Yeah. Yeah. They've never had to go clock in. They've never had to punch time clock. They don't know what it's like to actually have a job. So when someone says you have to come to practice, they just think that you don't have to come to practice because that's what they're used to. The only, Really, the only place you're going to actually be forced to go to practice at the collegiate level yeah, and high school ball. <laughs> Here's some band things in the NBA. Uh, Ninja-style headbands. Jimmy Butler. Black mask. LeBron. Yeah, I think Kobe wore one, too. Yes. Supreme sleeves, tinted <laughs> glasses. I saw that. I saw that before. Do-rags. That's been uh, done. Even wearing the team headband upside down. Rajon Rondo. Upon, um, Timberland boots have been banned during <laughs> fan events and press conference. They banned a brand of shoe. Mm-hmm. What? Why did they ban Timberlands? Says says that they have a mandatory dress code. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hey, I'll read it to you. Time out. I'll read it to you, man. Time out. (laughs) As long as they don't ban to COVID. It says, this move was explained by saying there's a uniform for every public appearance of NBA players. So we have Russell Westbrook wearing a skirt... (laughs) But no Timberlands. Oh, my God. So you can, honest to God, be like some of the people that I've seen, you know, at the day job, wearing a trash bag as a shirt when it rains, as long as you're not wearing Timberlands, you're good. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Pretty much. Timberland shoes are banned by many players. That's going to do it for hour number one. (laughs) Goodness. You can wear a skirt, just don't wear Timberlands with it. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way.